to another episode of Dog Pound Dish. My name is Maliki, and thanks for tuning in. Despite all the national media criticizing the Browns for an embarrassing loss to the Steelers, we're not going to diminish that. The Browns, they're 4-2. They're 4-2. Four four if, if you told any Browns fan, any competent Browns fan, including myself, that they would be 4-2 after playing the opponents they did, they would be ecstatic. Now, let's focus to getting to 5-2 and two this week. After a, a pretty tough stretch of opponents, you had to go to Dallas to play the Cowboys, led by Dak Prescott, play the Colts at home, a very tough defense, and a coherent offense, but not that weak, and then going to Steelers, the Steelers to play in Pittsburgh. That Those were very tough opponents that you had to play, of course, and then you had to also play in emerging Bengals, and you had to play the Ravens the first week of the season and play a great front seven in the Washington football team. Now, the Browns have very winnable games ahead of them before their bye. You have to go to Cincinnati to play the Bengals, and then you have to return home to play the Raiders, and again, these are the final two games before their week nine bye week. So, staying focused on this week and going 1-0 this week, the Browns and the Bengals. So both teams have some key guys out for this classic matchup. Starting with your Cleveland Browns, of course, the Browns they're they're pretty affected by injuries. Again, you have Austin Hooper who has a non is out with a non-COVID related injury uh, illness. Carl Joseph is questionable for the game. He's a safety and he will be missed if he doesn't play because the Bengals air attack is very dangerous, and your secondary is already pretty banged up, so you don't want to lose another guy. Jacob Phillips, the linebacker out of LSU, the third-round rookie this year, is also out for the game, and so is the top-ranked offensive line, offensive lineman not only on the Browns, but in the entire NFL in Wyatt Teller. He will also be missing the game, although that won't be as big of a concern as the Bengals have some big guys out as well, William Jackson will not be playing, and Joe Mixon will also not be playing. Joe Mixon is their star running back, superstar running back, that got a hefty contract this season, at the before the season started. And William Jackson is in a contract year, and boy, he does look like an incredible corner. He played pretty well against Odell, but gave up that one big touchdown. But overall, he's looked pretty good, so... Two big names for the Bengals that will not be playing against the Browns in Week 7. But yes, the Browns and the Bengals, they're probably equally affected because the Browns have more guys out. But Joe Mix, I would say they're pretty equal, to be honest. It's a toss-up, but again, nobody likes injuries, but that's a part of the game, so we always have to cover that because they're such... That could be, a, you know, the term in a win and a loss, right? You look at the 49ers seasons, 49ers season and the Giants season, although the Giants don't, didn't have much of a season anyway, even without Barkley. But the 49ers, I mean, they went from Super Bowl contender to struggling to make the wild card playoff. So because of all the injuries, they had to suffer. So injuries are a big thing, very unfortunate part of the game. So let's talk about something a little bit more positive and talking about the five tips the Browns need to follow in order to win this game. So, starting off, the first tip, arguably the most important, and this has generally been the same thing uh, throughout all games, because it's just how this Browns team needs to function in order to win. It's how they win, and that's running the football. It's running the football. 
And also, the Bengals, they are a terrible run defense. They allow their opponents to run the ball for about 5.1 yards per carry, which is tied for the second-worst mark in the entire NFL. And the Browns' offense was so effective in Week 2 running the ball against the Bengals on that Thursday night matchup. Even though now that there's no Nick Chubb, they rushed for 200 yards plus in that game. And now the Bengals, I mean... Yes, their defensive line with Geno Atkins and, uh, what's his name, DJ Reader, will be revamped. Sam Hubbard is on IR, so that's not what you want to see if you're the Bengals. But honestly, it doesn't matter. This Our offensive line is excellent, although Wyatt Teller will definitely hurt. Their run defense is just not there. Their linebackers are stiff, and they are not good in run defense at all. They're more of a pass coverage unit, and they don't excel at it either. Just generally, they're... Their front seven is not good from a run defense standpoint. Their pass rush is actually above average, but again, this you won't need to worry about the pass rush as much as long as you can run the ball, and that's what the Browns are going to need to do. And, and then, to, moving on to the second point, this is more of a, the interesting one. And what I wrote for this is let Mayfield rebound, but safely. Look, Mayfield, there's no denying he had an horrific, he had an horrific game against the Steelers. And yes, you need to give him some spark, right? Some confidence. Because you can't have a guy that his last performance that was pass heavy be against the Steelers, right? Because when you'll need him down the stretch and you will need to count on him in games when the run isn't working, when you're down big, you're going to need to count on a guy like Mayfield, so you're going to need to make sure this is Honestly, this is a very important game for Mayfield to regain his confidence and swagger because he will need it down the stretch when the Browns will have to rely on him, whether they like it or not. Or not. So what you need to do if you're Kevin Stefanski is you need to dial up shot plays off play action. That's actually what the Browns did with OBJ on that double move, that iconic touchdown throw. Mayfield just play action all the time in the world, just chucked it deep. Very nice throw, nice catch as well. And it was a touchdown against the Bengals. Really got that offense, really, to be unstoppable throughout that game. But what you don't want to do is you don't want to call four verticals out of an empty shotgun formation. That's not what you're doing. You're not going to spread the offense and make make sure Mayfield has no help besides his offensive line. He's not that type of quarterback. He is not a Patrick Mahomes or a Russell Wilson. You can't, as much as I think Baker has a lot of promise, he's not there yet. He I don't I don't think he, if he will ever... No matter what happens, ever be on a Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson type of level. That's just, no matter, I don't think his ceiling will ever be that high. I think, you know, he's more of a Jared Goff, but better, right? He's he's Jared Goff. Maybe Ryan Tannehill is, is his season, is his ceiling, but probably a better arm. Just a better arm version of Ryan Tannehill is probably his ceiling. But yeah, the, the Mayfield needs to rebound, even though the Bengals secondary is not bad at all. Even again, though they're missing their top corner, William Jackson, Jesse Bates, the Bengals' safety, is playing at an elite level, grading out per per football focus as one of the best safeties in the entire NFL. So again, let Mayfield rebound, but safely. Do it safely. Don't put him in situations that he's not built for. He's not built for empty formation, so don't make him be... Make sure make sure he doesn't get in, put into the situation. And again, they'll have to follow the first tip in running the ball, so he doesn't isn't left to convert third and tens, third and fifteens, like he did have to in the Pittsburgh game. 
And then flipping over to the defensive side of the ball, the third tip, you got to get to Burrow in this game. Look, it's not a secret. The, the Browns secondary is so banged up. So you're not you're not going to be able to give you're not going to have the luxury of giving Burrow time. The Burrow, the good sign is that Burrow will not be able to rely on a run game because Mixon is out. The Burrow is also the the Browns are also top ten in stopping the run. So I don't see Giovanni Bernard you know sparking something behind a miserable Bengals offensive line. So if you can shake Burrow's confidence, and I know this sounds a little dark, but hit him early. Down the stretch, he's going to make bad throws and bad decisions later on. And ultimately, what you want to do in this game is you want to make sure Miles Garrett and Olivier Vernon and Sheldon Richardson make him feel the the wrath and force him to make rookie mistakes. Because he's, And you saw in the Ravens game what Wink Martindale did, the defensive coordinator of the Ravens, is they just made him make those rookie mistakes. They applied pressure, disguised coverages, stunts, everything. They just threw it all at him. And although he looks to be an incredible quarterback and will be a force to be reckoned with in the coming years and very dangerous thought for the rest of the AFC North, which is no debate the best division in football. I don't care what kind of fan you are, but the Browns are in the toughest division in all of football, and it's by a long stretch. There's no no debate about that. But anyway, in the Ravens game, Burrow played horrible. He did. He didn't get much help. And he had no offensive line, but it was just some of his mistakes were just self-imposing. He didn't get much time, but again, most of a lot of it was his fault. That was on Burrow, and that's because he's a rookie. But again, his fault forced him to be a rookie because he hasn't really had to. He really hasn't shown a lot of rookie mistakes. In the first game against the Chargers, that was a little bit rough for him, but he played pretty well. In Jaguars, in the Jaguars game, he played well. Eagles game, he played excellent. So, I mean, you, you got to really just get to him. Miles Garrett is an all-pro defensive end. What, you just put him on their right tackle? Who is it, Bobby Hart? I mean, come on. He, he's going to win that game all the—he's going to win that matchup all the time. Give Miles Garrett those favorable matchups, and you will win this game through the virtue of the strength of your pass rush. And then for my penultimate tip, the fourth tip, is to start fast. So, a hot start can make or break a game, right? You see it all the time. You just get, you even in the Steelers game, as soon as you saw that pick six, and then the Steelers scored another touchdown, it all started to go south, and the Browns really just never recovered. It was that pick six, and then you're like, well, this is going to be a long afternoon. And that's what you got the sense as soon as they threw that pick six. And that's what the Browns also did, inversely, against the Cowboys. The Browns' defense, to start off the game, had a statement three and out against the Cowboys in their offensive opening drive. And then the Browns, when they returned the punt, their offense carried the momentum and scored a T touchdown on a trick play on their offensive opening drive. And the Browns were leading 41-14 to at the end of the third quarter and eventually won that game, although there was a little bit of scare as the team started to kind of give up. Uh, they kind of just started to lose focus, to be honest, and were kind of caught off guard, but luckily, luckily OBJ bailed us out, so we won that game. But again... Main point, momentum is key, so start out. Come out aggressive. Again, again, aggressive does not mean let's go for it on 4th and 6 on our own 40-yard uh, line. It also doesn't mean let's put Mayfield in empty shotgun with four receivers. No, that, that's not... That's not Aggressive doesn't have to be, you know, what's considered aggressive, right? That's, that's called... There's a difference between being aggressive and dumb. And it's something I try to preach on this podcast... 
aggressive is different than dumb. Aggressive is different. Aggressive isn't just going for it on fourth down because you, you think you can do it. Aggressive isn't, you know, just making dumb four verticals calls all the time, right? You don't want deep passing concepts all the time. You want to be an aggressive offense because this is an offensive, you know, led league. And so you want to adapt to that and be aggressive and ready to win, honestly. And segueing into my, my, my fifth point and tip, the Browns need to have a winning mentality. That 1-0 every week idea that Kevin Stefanski has preached when he's been head coach for the Cleveland Browns. And I think partially this is because the Browns, they're not used to winning. You gotta block out all the noise. You gotta focus on going one and zero. You have all these, you know, the media saying five options. The the Browns need to consider at the trading deadline veteran QBs. I mean, come on, it's ridiculous. Baker Mayfield, he has played horrible, right? I'm not gonna, you know, say he has played well at all, but they're four and two for a reason. Yes, he has been carried by. Lucky, to, not lucky. How do I say it's coincidental turnovers by the defense, and a strong running game and a good offensive line, and and very solid coaching for a rookie coach. But let's not forget that Mayfield is on his fourth head coach, and fourth scheme, in three years, and that is not a recipe for success. There's a reason. You look at the top quarterbacks today, right? Let's let's just look at it. Lamar. He's had Greg Roman and John uh, John Harbaugh for his entire NFL career. They've implemented a system that works the best to him, and there is no dysfunction in that Ravens organization. No matter how much I hate the Ravens, it is a very well-run organization. Not to mention that Eric DaCosta, the GM, just decided to you know just trade for one of the best defensive ends. Not one of the best, but a very good defensive end in the NFL for nothing. For from Vikings, just fleeced them. <sighs> oh my god. Anyway, again, the Browns, Baker Mayfield. Then let's look at some other guys. Patrick Mahomes. He's had an All-Star supporting cast, which you can argue Baker's had at least for this year. Last year, he added horrible offensive line, and he's had an offensive whiz in Andy Reid. Who else? Russell Wilson. He's had Pete Carroll his entire career. I mean, there's a reason why good quarterbacks are in good organizations. Because they have structure and organizational support behind them. But I hate when the media, and especially, you know, you can say national media, but it's in-house Cleveland media. You have a guy like Baker Mayfield who is thought to be the savior, and now because he has not, he's thrown some bad passes, and he, he played the best defense in the NFL with a broken rib, and now you're saying Mayfield's not the op, uh, the, the not he's not the guy. Well, yes, I mean I'm not saying you have to dis- definitively say Baker Mayfield. You pick up his fifth year option and you sign him to a contract extension stat. No, no, that would be dumb, and I don't think Andrew Barry will do that. He he he's got to prove that he can be the guy in this season. He has to. He has got to get to the playoffs. And that's something that to discuss later. But again, you got to give this guy time. I don't know if he's necessarily a long-term option. I sure hope he is because the Browns sure need a guy like that. And he can definitely be the guy. I just think you need to give him some time. It's he's, 
it's in a COVID offseason with a rookie head coach and a new scheme. I mean, cut the guy some slack, honestly. And I don't want to ramble for too long, but my prediction for this Browns game is the Browns win this game 30-23. to And to summarize, three things. One, the rushing game will be too much for a bad Bengals run defense. Mayfield will bounce back, but not with an off-the-charts game. And the Browns' defense will get to Burrow, but ultimately the secondary will struggle, which is why the game will be pretty close and almost too close, close for comfort. And this is a warning. This is a big warning. If Stefanski goes unnecessarily pass-heavy to try to get Mayfield's you know, confidence back up, I could definitely see the Browns losing this game. Don't fall into the trap, coach. Build him up. This is not a time where you need to throw him and have it, you know, break, or I don't know, this, you know, boomer bust game, right? Because if you if if he struggles horribly, this could be uh, the end of the season, to be honest, even though they're 4-3. and three. And if he plays really well, then great, but I'm, that's not a chance I don't think anybody's willing to take. But again, I have the Browns winning this game because I don't think Stefanski will do that. He seems like a smart guy. Go, Coach Stefanski. Please don't do that. I, I, I beg of you. And that wraps up this episode of Dog Pound Dish. Be sure to subscribe to Dog Pound Dish to stay up to date on your Cleveland Browns. Feel free to leave a review with any suggestions or comments you might have. Also, follow us on Twitter, link in the description, to keep up to date on latest episodes of Dog Pound Dish. Leave any mailbag questions under the pinned tweet on our Twitter profile so your questions get answered on the show. Thanks for listening, get ready for Bengals tomorrow, and as always, Go Browns!